HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. Whole Foods Market brings you meals worth sharing this holiday season. Visit WholeFoodsMarket.com slash shop for our online menu and ordering system. Local turkeys, inspired sides, and even a little something for your hosts, all available online or in-store at one of our six Manhattan locations. Visit WholeFoodsMarket.com for more details. It's Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Kathy Irway, your faithful host, hostess, whatever you want to call me. And uh, this is Roberta's Pizza we're sitting at. Um, and now that it's getting nice and cozy and toasty and fall-like, and actually late fall-like, it's almost winter soon, um, I'm very excited to talk about a project that I've been so enamored by since I heard about it. Um, it's, it has to do with soup, which is why I just mentioned all these toasty words. Um, and it's called Soup and Bread, and it is basically a project. Um, w- there's a new cookbook called Soup and Bread, the Cookbook, that just came out, and its the subtitle is called Building Community One Pot at a Time. Um, we have its founder, Martha Bain, here, joining with us. Hi, us. Kathy. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Um, basically, it was started um, seven, how many years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago. And it was uh, just a weekly soup night at the Hideout Bar in Chicago. Correct. And from there, you raised greater and greater amounts of money just by passing around a donation pot for a local charity, which in Chicago is called... Uh, we actually, we partner with a bunch of different hunger mm-hmm. relief agencies. So every, every week that we, we do it once a week every Wednesday night in the winter from the beginning of January through the middle of April. We have this free community soup dinner. Because it's cold. Because it's cold and it's miserable and there's nothing to do in Chicago in the middle of January. <laughs> except go to the bar. Except, except go to the bar early. Um, <laughs> so we get different people to donate pots of soup. It's a huge range of people from kind of fairly well-known chefs in the Chicago area. Paul Kahan has contributed some soup. He's a 
Did you ever get Beard, Grant? James Beard Ac- award-winning chef. Uh, Grant Atkins? No Grant Atkins, but Stephanie Izard made a soup for us wow. once, the winner of Top Chef a couple seasons ago. You got to get um, on this over in. You got to get on, get in on yeah. the action. And um, But it's also uh, local musicians, writers, food activists, farmers, um, regular people. We had a fireman once made Aww. some soup for us. Firemen are really good cooks. Um, and everyone brings soup to the bar, and then you... Anybody wants to can come and eat it, and we take donations. They pay what you can. It's you know pay a dollar or pay twenty dollars, right? And or not, or not at all. And then all the money we don't keep track. We don't monitor it. And then all the money goes to a different food pantry or hunger relief agency every week. Wow! So and over the course of three years, we've raised more than um, fifteen thousand dollars doing this in increments of a couple hundred bucks a week. Yeah, so that's, but that's, that's pretty you cool. Know, a weekly thing, it, it really adds up. Yes, and definitely adds even up. Even though it's a lot of work. But it's a lot of work. <laughs> and a couple hundred dollars goes um, go, well, go, goes a long way when you're talking about a local neighborhood mm-hmm. food pantry when all of a sudden they realize that they're out of peanut butter for the week and they need to go yeah, to this, you know, know, or the food depository, the big uh, food, the giant food bank serving the whole Chicagoland area, you know, which serves all of these other smaller agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, if they, you know, sometimes they'll be out of food. And... Uh, our money uh, has used to fill the gap. People have, people have told me. People have, from the agencies have come back and told me that that's very so helpful a, for them. That saving grace exactly. for when you the need it. Rainy day fund. Figure out who needs it the most. Right. And yeah, that's amazing. And you know that regular aspect of it is is what the community part is exactly. all about. I see. It's about giving everybody a a place at the table. <laughs> oh man! So after you've been doing this, and I guess more and more people started coming to the hideout. It started out pretty small. Um, it was mostly like hideout regulars and our friends, and then over over the weeks, it just grew and grew, and more and more people coming. And uh, and we had a, our book release party a couple weeks ago. There were there were several hundred people there. It was kind of oh, shocking. Yikes. Um, so, yeah, so the book is a collection of recipes that all came from the soup and bread nights. Like every recipe in the book is a recipe that a normal person and a couple of fancy pants chefs have uh, donated to our cause. Um, and it's, it sounds like a great soup book in general, like even without this context, the social context, and which is so inspiring. Um, there's like pozole, there's a lemon chicken soup, a pickle soup, it's very New England eclectic. clam chowder, totally eclectic. And it's from these real people who you have a little bit of a, you know, a tidbit of history on. Yeah, mo- most of the recipes are, um, are very accessible for your average home cook. There's a couple that are kind of uh, more um, advanced, mm-hmm. but even those are, are, are definitely accessible to someone with ambition and time to kill. Right. And I, I just read the intro to one little essay about one recipe, and it's uh, the first uh, sentence was, it's hard to make soup for one. And that's really the essence of soup. It's about community. It's about feeding a bunch of people. Nobody makes a soup for one. Exactly. You have to Why find people to share it with. Yeah. It would, be, it would be hard. It would be hard to narrow your recipe down to that those small <laughs> quantities. It would be stupid. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that, you know, old like uh, stone soup. There's so many. I feel like the, the chicken stone soup, soup is a like stone a- soup is a really rich metaphor for what we're trying to do with soup mm. and bread. And I I talk about that a little bit in the introduction because it's such a. I, I feel like soup has all these metaphoric possibilities, but that's also very real as a very real resonance for people in terms of making them feel good and making them feel like they're being taken care of. Hmm. Whether it's you know whether it's when you're sick or when you're just cold or when you're kind of down and out and you want comfort yeah that chicken soup for the soul exactly. kind of aspect and in soup is totally um eaten in every cuisine i can't think of anything i could not i racked my brains to try and come up with a culture that did not have soup and i failed 
Hmm. I think it's, it, I mean, putting water and stuff in a pot and cooking it over fire is pretty much as basic as cooking gets. Yeah. So, so what are some of your favorite soups to make? That's yeah. such a hard question. You're like, I'm I, sick of soup. <laughs> I'm sick of soup. <laughs> no, um, but it's like people ask me, what's your favorite recipe? And it's, it's that classic, like, that's like choosing between one of my children. Um, mm-hmm. I am fond, I will say I'm fond of uh, very simple soups <laughs> often. I love like butternut squash soup. Yeah. Like roasted butternut squash and pumpkin style soups where you just put it all in the pot with a little broth and sauteed onions and puree it and, and then all this, put some cream on top of it and it's it's gorgeous what is 40 watt garlic soup? that soup is amazing that soup is shockingly sweet Ooh. it's roasted garlic it's made with 40 heads of roasted garlic yeah and it's um i swear when i i had that soup i was really dubious and that it would be that it would be bitter but it's not bitter it's got this huge depth of flavor and it also i think it's it's saved me from getting a sore throat <laughs> So you you've done this like nonstop um, since you know it began. Well, um, not not totally nonstop, non-stop. but only the, the soup, the the, acti- the events activity. themselves, mm-hmm. the activity is only a wintertime project. But then we've um, we've come up with other things to fill the gap, and when we're not actually doing soup and bread, like writing cookbooks, and we've yeah. developed a whole line of soup and bread merchandise. Like aprons and oh, that's right. Little recipe yes. cards, and we sell we sell um, all of our merch at like the craft fairs in the Chicago area and things like that. So we've uh, expanded our platform. That's awesome. <laughs> and I, I uh, was there to enjoy it um, last week. Yes, you were soup with the soup in Brooklyn. Represent. Um, what did I make? Uh, you made miso mushroom soup. Oh, that's right. That was. It was delicious. Thank you. Giant these big mushrooms floating in a very light and tasty broth. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it was always fun. Um, So you've taken it to Brooklyn, Seattle. Where else? Uh, Phil, we were in Philadelphia last week as well. We're just on the start of our um, soup and bread barnstorming tour. My Subaru is outside and it's filled to the gills with crock pots and boxes Mm -hmm. of books. And we're kind of going around the country slowly um, to stage these soup and bread events in different in different cities and try to get the word out. That must be pretty fun and a good way it's, to travel. I mean, I remember last year when you guys did your first soup and bread book, Brooklyn, in the Bell House. Right. At the Bell House. Right. There was like, oh, actually, uh, Gabe... Gabe McMacken has a recipe in the book. Roberta's was doing that. He, he has, has a recipe yeah. in the book. Uh, the Papa soup? al Pomodoro. It's delicious. Okay, that is really good. I would, I would buy this, uh, this, you know, just for that recipe and all the others. But the, and I will, so I think that his recipe is also one of the more well-written recipes in the book. It's got a lot of, uh, it's got a lot of character. Very cool. <laughs> I love that. So you just don't even edit. No, I, I, I tried to edit it very lightly <laughs> to preserve the voices of all the individual cooks. So it's pretty. Um, it can get kind of idiosyncratic in places. Cool. What is the best part about tr- taking this tradition and to other cities? And- this is going to sound really corny, but meeting all the really great people that we've met <laughs> so far. I mean, that is community building. I feel like we've done, we have a pretty strong base of people who support what we do in Chicago. And now we're kind of getting a chance to really go around and set it up in other, in other towns. And right. hopefully people will take the idea and run with it. I mean, that would totally. be my goal. And there is somebody in New York who wants to try and start setting up a soup and bread oh, that's awesome. New York in January. So I'm talking to her and we'll keep you posted. That's great. Cool. Because I imagine it, that's not no hard, uh, no easy feat is, you know, come into a new community and say, give me free soup. Or, exactly. This is what we're doing. It, uh, once people get it, they're completely mm-hmm. on board with it. You just have to get people over the hump. Yeah. I think. Or just find them. Uh, and find them. Exactly. <laughs> you, have to find the, you have to find the people who are on the same page as you. Right. But I, I have to say that the restaurant community in general is really, really generous. 
Nice. Um, I've been surprised over and over again by how much, um, how willing people are to give things. Like, for example, okay, in the book, there's a recipe from Paul Cahan, who is a a Beard Award winning chef in Chicago, has a couple of different restaurants. And he made a split pea soup, very Mm -hmm. basic, but then he put truffles in it. He didn't have to put truffles in it. <laughs> like that was completely above and beyond the <laughs> above and beyond the call. So it sounds like a pretty good combination though. It I was mean, delicious. The vegetarian alternative to maybe ham. Exactly. Know. Exactly. Uh, anyway. Um I know you picked a little song, so uh, what do what did we pick? <laughs> anyway, something was super something related. very sophisticated. I think actually Jack ended up picking that. So we'll be right back after this random song. In January it's so nice. While slipping on the sliding ice Just sip hot chicken soup with rice Sipping once, sipping twice Sipping chicken soup with rice In February it will be My snowman's anniversary With cake for him and soup for me Chicken soup with rice In March the wind blows down the door And spills my soup upon the floor It laps it up and roars for more Blowing once, blowing twice A blowing chicken soup with rice In April I will go away Too far off Spain or Old Bombay That was really awesome. I think that was Carol King. That was Carol yes, King. It was. That was that wasn't very random at all. Thank you, Jack. That was awesome. Uh, now I want to know this soup and rice chicken soup and rice song. Anyway, um, so I know you're hitting up a few more cities next up for the soup and we bread are, cookbook tour. We are. We are leaving New York today and heading out to um, back towards Chicago. We're stopping in Oberlin, Ohio, which is mm-hmm. my alma mater, okay. um, and doing an event at a bookstore in Oberlin. And then we go home for Thanksgiving. And All then right. next week we're going to be in Madison, Wisconsin, at the mm-hmm. High Noon Saloon. On uh, November 30th, so Wednesday, November 30th at the High Noon Saloon. Madison's going to be great. Um, And then uh, the day after that, we're going to be in Milwaukee at a bar called the Sugar Maple, Mm -hmm. which is uh, a beer bar in Milwaukee run by some people who used to live in Chicago and then they moved up there and got uh, busy. Yeah. Bar fo- beer folks, there's some connection there with soup too. I think it's there kind is. of like it, making soup a big pot, <laughs> a big pot of liquid that you kind of let steep right. for a long time. Because I know uh, Anna Wolf, who was uh, at the last right, soup right, and bread right. the other week, she she put beer in her soup that and she makes delicious. beer mustard, and it was it was all just delicious. I think That's I got the recipe from her, and I'm going to put it up on my mm-hmm. blog. So speaking of Thanksgiving uh, coming up, would you recommend any soup? Oh, well, butternut squash is one of your favorites. Butternut squash soup is one of my favorites. Well, I mean, of course, I mean, the the great thing about soup and Thanksgiving is that then when it's over, you get to make turkey soup. Exactly, with all the carcass. So you just take your turkey carcass and make a stock, and then your whole house smells really good for the rest of the weekend. And you have gallons of turkey You have gallons, and then you have to invite all your friends over to eat it. Right, and then you make turkey pizzoli soup using your cookbook and all that stuff. Exactly. It's always a good deal. Um, I made a turkey paprikash one year or something afterwards. Oh, very stock. fancy. Yeah. Very yeah, fancy. Yeah, I try. So, um, Martha, my favorite question is okay. coming up. What is the ultimate, and it doesn't have to include soup, but it could, um, ideal dream date menu consist of, in your opinion? Oh, my gosh. Um, 
Okay, I should have prepared for this one. No, 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 no. Um, I would say I would I mean I I guess maybe I'm kind of a purist. I would go for like you know steak, steak, <laughs> bloody or Blo- bloody well. like ri- like like a medium rare steak. Okay, some delicious wine, some. Um, Maybe some French onion soup. I like French food. Oh, I, yeah, French food is kind of my go-to comfort. Because like, you don't want to do anything too um, risky mm-hmm. on a date, on your first, if it's a first date. I have had this, uh, somebody recently asked me a question. Is it possible to make French onion soup if you're a vegetarian? I think so. Yeah? You get to make a... You make a very... Make, sh- a, make an onion stock. Okay, an onion stock. So it's all about just caramelizing those onions. Yeah, and just over and just and, 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 and reducing them and then adding more stock, more liquid and then reducing it back down and adding more liquid. And what's the, you know, should you or should you not add the peels of the onion when you're making a stock? That's a good question. I, I, hear I have no idea. Okay. Because I can't, I mean, I hear it's good for the color as well as a little bit of flavor, but then you have to strain it out and you might get a little flex. I guess they won't, the flexible, I don't know. And they just don't appear like they would add very much flavor. Probably like not. Although I, people, use, people use onion skin to make dye. So they obviously got something going on in them. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a color thing. Maybe it's a more only. color thing than a flavor thing. Okay. Save your onion skins and make dye for your wool, for all you knitters. <laughs> onion colored wool? That's <laughs> pretty make, close to the original. Like, you know, Sorry. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's like brown. <laughs> And she like get on the air here. She's like she's the knitter. Like she's the uh, the cohort of Soup and Bread. Sheila, yeah, Sheila is a, a co-organizer of Soup and Bread, and she's the graphic designer who made the book so incredibly it is beautiful. Really beautiful. I love the look. It's very um, cute and uh, like fifties esque. Is that the idea? It, it was inspired awesome. by like the church cookbooks that your mom. Or grandma had back in the day. I know my mom and grandma had a lot of them. Like the cookbooks that are full of recipes for like squash ring and ham casserole and right because it is. It's from all these various people. How many people? Uh, Over a hundred. Over a hundred. Not just one person. Right. I think is makes a cookbook really valuable. It is a it's a true community cookbook. Only I guess our church is a bar instead of a (laughs) religious organization. (laughs) Isn't that today's churches anyway? (laughs) Exactly. It's the third. It's it's it's, it's our own third space. Right. Come to everyone worship, is worship our own gods. Everyone <laughs> Where is everybody welcome. is welcome. Um, so this cookbook is now in stores throughout Brooklyn, New York. It is in, it is in store. It should, be, it should be widely available in bookstores and on the internet. I know it's specifically uh, after being here all weekend. It's now in stock at Brooklyn Kitchen in Williamsburg and at Book Court. And by on buying court this, and Atlantic or wherever that is, I love that store. Right. By buying this, say for you know a nice little Christmas gift for a friend. I mean, it's cheap enough. Um, like you are helping support this. You are a part of this amazing cause. And it's true. Yeah. And a portion of the proceeds from the sales of the book are also donated to. Uh, Hunger Relief Get out. Agency once we have some proceeds. And I love how when you go to the other um, communities, you donate to their local charities, not just Chicago. Right. So we, try to, we try to partner up with people working in the, in the community that we're, that we're visiting, where the soup is happening. So. Right. So there's, last week there was representatives from the New York Coalition Against Hunger right. Right. and so forth. Right. So, so we're partnering with different groups like that all over, all over the country. Good deal. What are you hoping to do next? Now you have a cookbook. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I feel well. Maybe we have to do a, a play. Bre- maybe we'll have to do <laughs> the movie Soup and Bread. Soup and Bread, the romantic comedy. <laughs> Soup and Bread, the the fun house. Right. 
Um, I don't know. We uh, we were joking that we should do another book called Bread and Soup because bread kind of gets the short end of the stick in this book. There are bread recipes in the book, but only about a dozen. Oh, right. Um, because they are natural companions. They are um, natural, but they're So maybe we'll do, a, maybe we'll do a, a bread supplement. Spread, yeah, yeah. I like the soup. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The bread. So for, but people don't make the bread, do they? No, but occasionally people will make bread, but mostly the, I work with a bakery in Chicago mm-hmm. uh, called La Farine Bakery. They're amazing if you're ever in Chicago. Um, and they donate bread every week. Right. Again, so, and they're incredibly like, generous. Like the, Yeah, last week it was Tomcat Bakery. Last week it was Tomcat, Tomcat Bakery from uh, Long Island City. Right. And um, so, yeah, we again, I reach out to different bakeries and, this is in. all amazing because you corral these people. You've, you're going on a huge tour now. This is inspiring. <laughs> Why doesn't everyone do this, what? Martha? I don't know. That's a good question. It's it's pretty easy. Again, once you once you get over the the hurdle of okay. explaining what you're doing, people are generally seem to be totally on board with it. Okay. So, no, I, but I mean, how? Why doesn't everyone like? Do something like you're doing. Like, do you have a day job? Like, I have like three day jobs. Oh my god! But I will say that this project came about when I was really underemployed. Oh, okay. I was working as a journalist, and I left my job as a journalist, and I was kind of kicking around, and I was broke and kind of sad and lonely, and trying. uh, And I got a job as a bartender at this Mm -hmm. bar, and uh, I was working on Wednesday nights, and there was not a lot of business on Wednesday nights, and I basically came up with this with soup and bread as a way to kind of entertain myself and make Great. myself feel better. And it worked. So maybe all those many unemployed folks, um, you know, not going to mention any organizational <laughs> names, but hey, I mean, this is something you can occupy yourself with. And obviously now you're, you were way more busy than um, you were when you yes. started, but it's something that keeps you going. So and I it's the sort of, yeah, it's definitely the sort of thing that only comes about when you've got a lot of time on your hands and you can let your mind wander to like strange places. Well, thanks for doing it and for continuing it. Thank and you. Thank you for participating. strange places are now <laughs> well loved. Um, check it out. Soup and Bread. Is there a website? There is a website. It is soupandbread.net. Okay. And uh, it's also Soup and Bread Twitter handle? Soup, yeah, Soup and Bread Twitter handle. And there's a Facebook page. If you just go, uh, Facebook Soup and Bread Cookbook, there's information there about the book awesome. as well. Well, thanks for stopping by here on your uh, Brooklyn tour. Thanks, Kathy. Glad you can make it. Thanks we'll for having see us. You next week on Let's Eat In. Thanks to everyone at Heritage, including Jack. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on HeritageRadioNetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. I gotta stand tall.